One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football. I am Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth, Master of. Remember when I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? That's because you were drunk. And how? Wait. What was I just talking about? Every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. I'm here with the man with the three M's, Magnum Mills, and we're going to do a little training camp free-for-all. Ah, Jamie J, I got to say you had me at the word free. I'm Magnum Mills, and I love free shit and freeway. Thank you for choosing to check out Dying Guys Dynasty. I mean, it's free, so why the hell not? Am I right? You can find us wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. We're presented by Seize the Cap Fantasy Football. Find us on social media at Seize the Cap FF. Please don't forget the flaps. It's worse than forgetting put your waiver claims in. Follow, like, and please subscribe. That's how other people find our show. We greatly appreciate it. So help you out with anything. If you had fun, give us that thumb. All right, my man. Why don't you go ahead and do that DMX thing and tell us what type of games are playing. How's it going down? All right, man. Uh, pretty simple here. We're just going to have a little bit of a free-for-all discussion. Where do you want to start, man? The, the old heads or the young guns? I don't know, man. Which uh, which one does Freeway qualify as these days? Honestly, I, I'm not sure, but I am kind of disappointed they didn't have them when they opened up that section of I-95 that it collapsed. I mean, how do you open a freeway in Philadelphia without having freeway there? Missed opportunity. And we apologize to those of you who aren't into uh, hip-hop or weren't into hip-hop in the early 2000s. And we're going to get this train back on track. Please excuse my mixed metaphors, but Magnum Mills, one last thing. You got to shoot the witnesses because free beard's sticking out, dude. I mean, that's his beard was sticking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ROC, baby. I get it. We're fucking old, man. Start with the old heads. Well, it's DeAndre the Hopkins. The Rock! I've got five free agent running backs who could possibly have some dynasty value to various degrees here. Let's break them down. We got Delvin Cook. Uh, depending on where he lands, and, and now reports are coming out where he's not in a hurry. He, he may be in the same camp where he makes his decision, you know, kind of late in preseason before week one. Ezekiel uh, Elliott, depending on where he goes, can he get some of the lion's share in the red zone? Can he get kind of the, the touchdown hits? Uh, Uncle Lenny, uh, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and J-Rob, James Robinson. I mean, Delvin Cook is is clearly the, the most intriguing of the bunch here, so let's start with him. What's your ideal landing spot for Delvin Cook, Mills? I think it has to be Miami because we've seen what that, you know, it's the Shanahan offense. You know, they're running, a, McDaniels is running a very similar offense on there. We saw, you know, multiple backs have success in it. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Cook is more talented than either of those guys. It would kill Devoy uh, Achain, the rookie down there. I would not like that as somebody who has shares. But to be honest with you, for Delvin Cook, this is by far the best situation he could step into in terms of having an offense that would work for him and having a good portion of the characters available. And I think they would rotate enough because you have Wilson, you have most, you have on chain. So they'd be able to keep him fresh too. He would not get the volume he had in Minnesota, but I think he'd be playing in an offense that's friendlier. So uh, it's not impossible that he could approach something that looks like last year's numbers. How about you? No, no, no thought. I mean, sticking in the AFC East, no thoughts with him teaming up with Brees Hall. I mean, do you, I mean, obviously he would get, he would be a split, but Brees Hall might not be back 
till week six, week eight. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if all starts on the pup list. Any thoughts there, or, or do you still think Miami's the better better dynasty fit for him? To a certain extent, it depends on how Aaron Rodgers feels. If I knew that he liked Delvin Cook, that would be one thing. But you know how the way he is, it's just I, you know, I don't know what if he's already kind of bonded with one of the other backs or something. He's so kind of fickle that way. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And the Jets do have a blow up factor that I don't. I just don't think Miami has that kind of pressure and that eyes on him. You know what I mean? I think Cook will also get paid better in Miami too, so he'll be more likely to kind of, you know, maybe tough out some lingering injuries, that kind of thing. Whereas the Jets, I'm pretty sure he's going to take a haircut on the contract. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, something happened to Christian McCaffrey. You start playing that game. You know, anybody who goes to San Francisco, but barring an injury, I, I think Miami's probably the best spot. And you are right. I mean, the Jets probably would have to be the second best spot in. I mean, who else has been out there? Little Buffalo, Little New England, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I guess the Chiefs. It would surprise yeah. me at this point, given that they just brought back McKinnon, but they haven't done anything else. Again, if he was willing to play for that kind of money, you know, if he's playing for three million or something like that. I, if I were him, I, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs would give him that deal. So I would rather go to the Chiefs than the Jets, especially because, you know, you got to beat out Isaiah Pacheco and Jared McKinnon, not pretty solid. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, interesting spot for me. I, I don't see it. Well, it would be terrible from a dynasty standpoint for, for our guy that's there. But I think Seattle would be really interesting. And also kill myself after they just had a second round pick on Zach Carbonet. If they then just as a guy who wants some Kenneth Walker, if they side Delvin Cook on top of that, just psh. oh, it would be it would be terrible for everyone. As far as the other guys, I think I'm set on Uncle Lenny. No matter where he lands, I might have a tiny bit of interest in James Robinson if he lands somewhere and gets some time to get healthy. He's coming off that Achilles. I think he could be a lot better two years out. But it is scary that New England caught him so early into the offseason. I don't think I'm dealing with Zeke, even if he lands back on the Cowboys. The best case scenario for him is what he lands in a, a Laguerre blood type role, right? Basically just in there for pass blocking, occasional short yardage, and steal some touchdowns. That's not a, a solid enough role that I would, you know, if he's out there in free agency at that point, you know, I, I'd throw some fab at him, but probably not even a ton, maybe 10, 15% of my fab. I have marginal interest in Kareem Hunt if he landed in a, on a good offense. Again, somewhere, uh, he couldn't go back to the Chiefs, but you know, again, San Francisco always jumps out, but somewhere like that, at least where he was playing a high volume offense and he was the third down back, I would have a minor amount of interest, but the metric showed he was really kind of slipping last year. So not a guy I have, you know, ton of interest in, especially because he hasn't managed to get on a roster so far. And if he's looking for the money, he ain't going to get it. Is there anybody that you can think of that's a candidate to be a surprise cut here or get traded before the season? I would say maybe James Conner just because Arizona is doing Arizona things. I don't know if that would happen. I don't think, you know, kind of Gabe Davis was thrown out there. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. There was maybe some talk that Chicago could reflip Chase Claypool. I, I don't see that happening either. I mean, out of nowhere, maybe the Ravens trading Rashad Bateman or something. I, I don't know if they have too many wide receivers now, but they keep saying all these things about Nelson Aguilar and they've already got a young wide receiver with in Zay, in, uh, Zay Flowers now. So I don't know, maybe something like that. Anybody kind of stick out to you as far as, you know, dynasty guys? I mean, one, one that'd be really interesting is they've been hyping him up a lot. I don't see it happening, but it would be interesting. What if Kelvin Ridley got traded or cut? Um, just didn't make the squad or, you know, or, or has a huge preseason game or two. And then they decide to trade him and flip him for a pick or something. I mean, I could see maybe Dougie P doing something like that. That that would be an interesting one for me. There would have to be maybe if the Jags were going to, I think they're going to probably need an offensive lineman, a tackle or something. Maybe that's a way they could uh, fill that hole out. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the Derrick Henry stuff, I don't really think that's going to happen. You know, it's kind of the dynasty thing. I think you can see some players, especially on the defensive side, get traded, maybe some special teams type of running backs. But I don't think you're going to really see anybody of note. I mean, most of the depth charts are full already. You know, the one primary backup off the top of my head, like maybe you can use a better backup in uh, in Indy, maybe in Arizona, but there's not even a lot of backup jobs out there. And yeah, it's a, it's kind of rough out there. I'm sure we'll get one that comes out of nowhere, but I don't think we're going to see a bunch or anything like that. Well, let's move on to the young guns and let's talk about some of the rookies, man. We'll start with the quarterbacks and Mills. We saw four quarterbacks get drafted in the first round of Superflex drafts. We had Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. How are you feeling about this rookie QB class? Has anything changed from you since last draft? I mean, obviously last year was was pretty brutal um, with, with the Malik Willis's and all. What do you feel with this one? I think the fact that there have been reports, although there's been conflicting reports on Malik Willis, some have him being possibly cut and others having outperforming Will Levis. That is one to keep an eye on because there was some early scuttlebutt that if Levis showed well enough that the Titans would consider trading or cutting Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that's going to happen. It does feel like there's a shot. Anthony Richardson doesn't start. I don't think that's a big deal unless, you know, they really go on a roll with Gardner Minshew or something like that. But Richardson was generally selected ahead of Young and Stroud because he has that crazy rushing upside. You know, now it's like, all right, give me Justin Fields plus with the arm. C.J. Stroud has had positive reports, but again, he doesn't have a lot to work with for the Texans. And you could say kind of the same thing about Bruce, uh, about Bryce Young. You know, he's gotten talked up well by his teammates and everything like that. But it really is looking like it's going to be tough to count on any of these guys to really give you much as a rookie. And that shouldn't be a huge deal, but you saw some guys come through like that. You know, Trevor Lawrence was the last guy that was expected to be a little bit of a plug-and-play. That didn't work out. He really wasn't a you know, viable fantasy option until his second year. It wouldn't surprise me if none of these guys are viable options this year. You know, maybe Anthony Richardson, just because the rushing ability when he gets out there could pop for you. But I think this is a chance you're just going to have to take it slow if you drafted these guys. And if, you know, you didn't draft them and you have some interest, wait till they start the year, they get benched, or they have a couple of rough games. And, and then that's when you make your offer. So I don't know if there's a lot actionable right now. But I have to say, I'm, you know, maybe just a, a touch more even worried about Levis than I had been. And, you know, he fell in the draft for a reason. But, you know, you mentioned Malik Willis and the irony would irony if the, the you know, the Titans just struck out two years in a row by drafting these guys that we thought were first round picks and wound up falling. We can't name every rookie running back. So let me ask you, have there been any big changes with this rookie uh, running back class since the draft? Well, we alluded to a little bit earlier, Devin Achain with the Miami Dolphins. The reports have been great, but if Dalvin Cook signs, that's definitely going to hurt his 2023 production a ton and will definitely dig his overall value a bit because he's going to lose a year. Mentioned his name before, but Zach Charbonnet, uh, really the wild card of the class. Seattle took him in the second round just after they took Kenneth Walker in the second round last year. I'm hoping that this just kind of works itself out, but unfortunately that probably would take an injury. The worst case scenario is that they try to play Charbonnet and Walker and then use a, another back on third down. And it becomes this three-way, just absolute cluster. We saw that happen a little bit when Rashad Penny was healthy with Chris Carson. So, you know, Pete Carroll could certainly do it to us. Uh, Roshan Johnson over in Chicago is one of my favorite guys to buy right now among the rookies. It's a little bit crowded over there with Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, but I think it could clear out after the season. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued as far as the talent goes. And uh, Dwayne McBride of the Vikings, with the fact that 
the Vikings cut Cook. It's really only Alexander Madison. They have a couple other guys over there, uh, Ty Chandler and uh, Gagwe, the, the kick returner. But those aren't really guys that, you know, profiles really featured backs in any way. So there is certainly a chance for him to have a real role in 2023. I just don't know if he's going to have any long-term value because it would probably either be Madsen next year or I would assume that the Vikings uh, make another addition. Well, let's move on to the rookie wide receivers. Same kind of deal here. Is is there anybody who we feel a, a, a little bit differently about now than we did kind of immediately after the draft? Well, maybe not too much. I mean, Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison are kind of the guys that went, you know, four and five in most non-superflex leagues. I think Johnston's still my favorite because they have Justin Herbert long-term and they're going to move on from at least Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, if not both, next offseason. You know, Addison doesn't have that. Kirk Cousins is a free agent next year, but he should be playing next to Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson for a long time. You can't double all those guys, so he should see a lot of good wide-open looks. Zay Flowers is a guy that, especially around the dice community, it's a hate him or love him for his talent, but he's also had struggles with drops. The Ravens just seem like the worst possible team for him to go to for me. They have a lot of targets there. They're trying to kind of make over their offense. You have the money they're giving Beckham, make you think he is kind of be the number one guy. You know, Bateman was a first-round pick a couple years ago, and the whole offense still flows through the running game. And Mark Andrews on some level. There's a real worry that this could be a lost year for Zay Flowers, and if it doesn't happen, where does he go from there? Similar thing for Marvin Mims over in Denver. You know, guy was sneaking into the back half of the first round in some drafts. He's still got a little bit of hype, but I think a little bit was predicated on the idea that Denver was going to trade someone. And that Rasheed Rice of the Chiefs is kind of the same boat. If the Chiefs don't make another move at wide receiver, he'll have a shot. But I am a little worried. Andy Reid has not been the greatest at drafting wide receivers with the exception of taking uh, Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson back in his Eagles days. There have been a lot of misses here. So I'll actually feel better if Sky Moore hits because – didn't look the greatest last year. Did score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But I feel better about at least the Chiefs' development prowess of the wide receivers. If he hits, I mean, their previously their biggest swing was Miko Hardman, and that really didn't work out. I mean, Hardman contributed, but, you know, they took him over guys like DK Metcalf. So definitely worried a bit. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's pretty much buried for the Giants. They have a ton of guys. Another guy, almost zero impact, uh, zero chance he's going to make an impact in year one. If he does, it'll probably be on special teams. Uh, Kayshawn Boot. Dude, who used to be, you know, he's one of the biggest wide receiver prospects coming out of high school, fell to the sixth round, and looks like he's not even going to make the team. So things aren't looking good for him. And uh, Puka Nakua, shout out. Not only does he have a great name, he's got a lot of positive buzz in minicamp for the Rams, and they really don't have much after Cooper Cup. You know, I'm sorry, Van Jefferson. So I think there's a real opportunity here, especially if the Rams offense rebounds this year with a healthy Matthew Stafford. Uh, Jamie G, any uh, wide receiver thoughts other than uh, your your boy Justin Shorter over there in Buffalo? Hey man, I'm I'm a shorter truther, uh, but again, it. um, I think a lot of these good offenses, there's it's hard to kind of get enough of a share to make this be a promising case for for your rookie year. So um, there was a bunch of talent that went off the board in the draft. The way it fell, though. You know, outside of outside of the big two, we talked about Addison and uh, the 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 young buck in in with the uh, Chargers. There's not there's not enough there to to really get overly excited about. This was a highly, I mean, highly regarded rookie tight end class. My guy Dalton Kincaid went in round one of the NFL draft, while Micah Mayer. Uh, went to Vegas and Sam Laporta went to Detroit. They both joined him as first round draft picks in Dynasty. How are you feeling about this this rookie tight end class? Are we finally going to get um, some some tight end love for 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 Dynasty and fantasy in general, or is it still going to be a crapshoot? 
Still going to be a crapshoot. Um, I'll maybe <laughs> defer on uh, on your man uh, Dalton there for a minute, the, the Roadhouse guy. Uh, let me just take Michael Mayer first. He was kind of widely regarded as being the best tight end prospect in the draft for a long time going into the year. Probably the best, most well-rounded tight end of the group. And unfortunately, I think the uh, the landing spot is just terrible, despite the fact that they traded Darren Waller. I mean, they brought in Jacoby Myers. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Devontae Adams. They have Josh Jacobs. I just don't know where he's going to be getting targets from. And unfortunately, he's a pretty good blocker. So I think he's going to be on the field, but he's going to just be blocking a lot. So it's going to make him a better real-life tight end than a fantasy option. And let's be honest, it's Jimmy G. You're going to just be waiting for the other shoe to drop as far as injuries go for the whole season. So, again, I think he's a guy going to be a very good real-life NFL tight end, but he could have more of a TJ Hawkinson-like career. We've seen Hawkinson flash and have some occasional monster games but it was really only when he got traded to the Vikings that he started becoming a semi-consistent option. And I think we could be looking at a couple of years of that from Michael Mayer until Vegas figures out what they're doing. Dalton Kincaid, man. Uh, I know you're probably going to want to do the big sell, but for me, it's a usage thing. If he's playing like a big slot with Dawson Knox, I'm intrigued. If he's kind of playing mostly straight tight end and playing like half the snaps, then I'm going to be less intrigued. You know, they really want to run this 12 personnel, the two tight ends, and use them differently. And one thing that they did this offseason with with their their weapons offensively, particularly at the wide receiver spot um, and receiving threats, is they got size. They got a bunch of big-bodied people. I think they were tired of having a bunch of smaller receivers. They got bigger. He runs routes like a wide receiver. He's got hands like a wide receiver. I think if they figure out a way to use him um, that way, and, and, and they find something I could, I could see him having a pretty big year, man. I really could, you know, McDermott's been not the greatest about utilizing rookies. He, he just, he brings them on slow, man. So we'll see what happens here. And if Dalton Kincaid can kind of crack this lineup and they can go into that 12 personnel, I think that that's, that's really promising and he'll be used differently. Dawson Knox is not going to not be on the field. So the only way Dalton Kincaid is going to get in is either injury to Knox, knock on wood, that doesn't happen, or they figure out a way to do this 12 personnel where they get both of them on the field. And I think that's their goal. So if that happens, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm intrigued. I think it's I think it's got potential to be um, – look, man, everyone's trying to find a Travis Kelsey. He took years, though. Kelsey was a long developing prospect. It wasn't something that happened overnight. You know, I remember True. drafting him in, in redraft leagues for a couple of years with my last pick kind of in, in waiting for it to happen. He was one of the, you know, kind of the last uh, baby Gronks. Remember, it was like when you said baby Jordan, right? Like Harold Miner, there was always a, a baby Gronk. And the other guy here, uh, Sam Laporta for the Lions, he was kind of surprisingly taken ahead of Mayer. And I'd like it. There's been some good buzz about him out of Lions camp. And there's opportunity there. I mean, they got rid of Hawkinson with basically no plan to replace him. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, which is awesome. Then they have Jameson Williams, who's suspended for six games. You know, if, if they played tomorrow, their starting outside wide receivers would be Marvin Jones and uh, Josh Reynolds. Not great, Bob. So I think there's a real chance for Laporta, athletic guy, not the greatest blocker. But they have a couple guys like James Mitchell off the top of my head. They got a couple Titans that can block. I, th I think there's a real chance here in that, you know, if that Lions offense hits, it's not impossible that Laporta winds up scoring the most fantasy points of any rookie tight end this season. You know, he's probably my favorite to do so right now based on everything else. Unless, you know, tell me coming out of training camp that, you know, Dalton Kincaid's going to play 80% of the snaps or something and then we'll talk. But right now, I think for me, Laporta's the leader in the clubhouse playing rookie tight ends. I would agree with that. One last thing. Well, I got a chance to talk about my bills. I will say that they, di they didn't really bring back any of the slot players 
that was on, you know, that were on that team last year. You know, one guy to watch for that I think could get an increased role is Khalil Shakir from last year. But outside of that, you know, Mackenzie gone, Beasley gone, like all those little slot guys, Jamison Crowder, they didn't they didn't bring any of those guys back. So if Kincaid can take that work, I think that's something to get excited about. Uh before we get out of here, let's each give one player we're desperately trying to buy and one player we're desperately trying to sell before the 2023 preseason kicks off. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Is he teasing that he's going to be a big buy in that Khalil Shakir? Uh, dude, it is what it is. And you know me. I, I double down. I triple down. So I am still going hard at Kyle Pitts. This is it, dude. It's year three for tight ends. And you talk about everyone's trying to find the next Travis Kelsey. It's because right now the biggest advantage in fantasy football is having Travis Kelsey. The difference between him and the you know not only the next best tight end, but between Travis Kelsey, he's going to double up the, the fifth best tight end or something. If he keeps going at the radius, it's wild. Kyle Pitts has the capability to do that. Still like 22 years old. The Falcons offense has a lot of pieces. I think this is the year, man. I'm, I'm all in. Kyle Pitts, Jamie G, one player to buy before the preseason starts. I mean, I, I understand the uncertainty at the quarterback position, but I got to say Justin Jefferson. I just feel like he's going to continue to produce. If I could find a way to get him, I would. Uh, that's where I'm going with that. Oh, that's funny. You think you can buy? Oh, that's cute. You think you can buy? Uh, it's <laughs> hey, man. You, it's, we're living in a dream world. You could. I mean, last it, I offered. I actually had the. Uh, I offered a one one somewhere. So I offered Bijan for him, and I couldn't get it done. Dude wanted like two more firsts on top of that or something. It's at that point. Him and Jamar Chaser. You got to come with like the package, a package, or they have to get hurt. That would be the, you know, if Justin Jefferson, I don't even want to say the words out loud, but for some reason was unavailable for the rest of the season. Buying him might be an actual possibility. Uh, Jamie G, one player to sell right now while the getting's good. Get out while the getting's good. To get out while the getting's good. We've been we've been kind of talking about it for a while, um, but I think, I think Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense, but I'm not going to go there. I'm actually going to go Josh Jacobs. He, he's coming off a year where he had a huge monster year. I don't know that he'll ever produce like that again. The guy's really talented, but in running back years, he's like fucking 80 because he's been used so much, played through so many injuries. I think this is probably the highest his value will be, and I, I think he's somebody that I would get rid of and just move on from. Well, that's funny because I thought about going with Derrick Henry. It's usually a running back, and, and I, I wanted to go JT Money, but I'm actually going to go with Ramondre Stevenson because – I learn from my mistakes every once in a while. And the instant you trust a Patriots running back is when you get burned. And there's, you know, oh, they cut James Robinson. It's moves. You keep hearing all this Dalvin Cook stuff. Would not shock me in the slightest if the Patriots wind up being a landing spot for, you know, an Ezekiel Elliott, maybe even Cook, someone like that. I think they're in the market for another back. They're just waiting to get somebody at that price. So I love you, Ramondre Stevenson, but. And you were so good last year. And then as soon as Damian Harris came back, immediately right back in the stupid split seat. So I'm just worried that, you know, you know which Patriot running back you always draft? The cheapest one. I think his value's peaked right now. So that's when you sell. If he's, if the Patriots side Delvin Cook tomorrow, his value's going to get cut in half. And I'm not joking. Thank you guys for checking out Nine Guys Dynasty presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Find us on social media. We're simply at Seize the Gap FF. If you've got a player that you'd like to hear us discuss or a trade question, please drop us a line. You can also leave it in the comments. We check them out. We'll respond. Magna Mills, please fill in any details that I may have missed. And tell me why James Cook wasn't on your list of must-ads. That's the real Cook we should be talking about. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go Bills.
It says a guy who probably also wants the Bills to uh, sign Delvin Cook, but also must add James Cook. Uh, Thank you for checking out Bills, guys. And, uh, no, that sounds like too much like people owe money. So that's a, the bad thing with the name of the Bills. Uh, thank you for checking out Nine Guys, presented by CCGAP Fantasy Football. Find us wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. Find us on social media at CCGAPFF. Please do not forget those flaps. Without them, your plane is not going to successfully land, and no one will find our show. Follow, like, and please subscribe. If you had fun, if you learned something, please don't be dumb. Give us that thumb. I'm Magnum Mills. He's Jamie G. And that was Nine Guys Dynasty. We'll be back to do nine more guys very soon, and we'll be doing them in a row. Let's go.